0: embrace the unknown at times. I think saying no closes a lot of doors. Saying yes provides opportunities in relationships, professionally. Um, So, you know, being able and willing to be uncomfortable and step outside of your comfort zone, I think in life in general, is a really, really healthy thing.
1: Jesse Palmer is legit one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Welcome to the show, everybody. And for those watching, come on. You knew I had to wear my University of Michigan sweatshirt for this particular conversation. Maybe you know Jesse Palmer from The Bachelor. He is the host of The Bachelor. He also appeared as The Bachelor years ago on the show. Maybe you know Jesse Palmer from college football. He's a regular college football analyst. He also played college football at the University of Florida and then went on to play professionally with the New York Giants. Or maybe. You know him from Good Morning America. That's how I got to know Jesse Palmer. He was a host there for a couple of years. I can't say enough good things about Jesse. Um, In this conversation, he's going to talk about becoming a dad. It's kind of freaking him out. He and his wife are expecting their first child um, a little bit later this year. He also gives us some behind the scenes uh, from The Bachelor and also talks about how we can all find success in life and love. And he's answering your viewer question. So without further ado, honestly, the nicest human being ever. Here's Jesse Palmer. Hey there. I'm Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about how they've navigated exactly these moments. Because as we all know, the only constant is change. So let's make the most of it. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Palmer. I can't (laughs) believe that we're connecting. I I mean, I haven't So much has changed since I actually saw you in the flesh. You got married. You're having a baby. You're the full-time host of The Bachelor. I, I mean... There's a lot that's been going on in your life.
0: There's a lot that's been going on. Um, you were like the nicest person. You were the first person at Good Morning America that really made me feel welcome when we were working together really? back at ABC. It was you. I remember we were having like this lunch in the Upper West Side in the city, and I was like Aww. the new guy, and I didn't know where the bathroom was, and you were so sweet <laughs> and so nice.
1: And um, I knew so where the men's it, bathroom was. Is that <laughs> what you a saying? full circle moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. You were very dialed in. You were very dialed in at ABC
1: News. Oh, that that kind of goes into my theory, and I don't want to bury the lead talking about your big break and you're going to be a dad. Congratulations! But it goes into my theory. I think Canadians. You're from Canada, as I like to say, from Canada. Yeah. And I'm from Michigan, uh, close to Canada. I feel like you're from,
0: from you're from South Canada.
1: South Canada. Okay. Yeah. That's where I that was my host where I grew up. I don't know. <laughs> See, you guys at least have a nice accent. Mine was nasally. Michigan accents are nasally. Anyway, my theory is that Canadians are literally the nicest people on the planet.
0: Well, there's only 19 of us in the world. Like we're very <laughs> underpopulated up there. So it's like you're it's a small <laughs> sample that you're collecting from, but thank you. Thank <laughs> you. We think the same of Michiganians or Michigan. Michiganders.
1: Michiganders. Yes. And did you like how I wore my Michigan Wolverine sweatshirt? Because we are in the throes of college football season. I know. There may be a lot of people out there that might
0: think, oh, well, Michigan's been good the last couple of years. Very convenient for you to pull out the Michigan hoodie. But I will say, I'll tell people at home, you've been Michigan go blue through and through, Mm -hmm. even through the dark times. I remember having like off-camera conversations with you. Um, you would try to goat me into bets when you knew you were going to beat the Gators in, in yeah. a football game. And yeah. and I would never, I would never bite.
1: Never bite. I mean, you know, I don't know if you know this about me. So you're having a little girl. Okay. I fell mm-hmm. in love with Michigan football because of my dad. So that's, that's always been like our special connection. I'm excited oh. for you to be able to share that with your daughter. I hope she likes football. I started going to games when I was, like, seven. So, like, I saw Tom Brady play at Michigan Stadium against Donovan McNabb, you know? So, like, I have been going to games. We lived 20 minutes from the stadium. My whole family went to Michigan. Did you know that my first... Imaginary boyfriend was Jim Harbaugh, who is the current Michigan football coach. I yes, don't have those yeah. feelings for him today. I was a
0: huge Chicago Bears fan growing up as a kid in in Ottawa, Canada, okay. and uh, so I collected Jim Harbaugh cards. Uh, the bum chin—I've been—I've been very aware of it. <laughs> he was the bum chin before the Tom Brady bum chin at Michigan. Oh my god! So so you're That's like amazing. an OG when it when it comes to Michigan. Yeah, it. the Michigan QBs. Yeah, totally. Okay. I get it, man. I get it.
1: I, I want to talk about. You're gonna be a dad. You married the most beautiful woman on maybe on the planet, Emily. Uh, at, you guys met at a boxing class, not from The Bachelor. Yes, and you right. guys are gonna have a baby girl. Like,
0: uh, how excited I know. are
1: you to be a dad, especially a girl dad? Uh,
0: well, first off, um, yes, Emily is way out of my league, and and two, uh, I am. Well, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm all the things. I'm excited. I'm a little bit scared. Um, I deep down was really, really hoping it was going to be a girl. We, we, I didn't grow up with any sisters. I got two brothers and I have four nephews. So I, I've always thought that I, you know, I, I might be the one, I might be the one in the family to help, to help bring a little girl. I did it. I feel like I've accomplished something finally, you (laughs) know, and and Emily and I came through and it's so great. And and I've got to pick your brain. Uh, down the road as well, because uh, Emily and I we just catch ourselves having these little conversations throughout the day talking about our little girl and and mm-hmm. what what's it gonna be like and I already know that uh, that I'm done basically. I mean uh, she, she can already have whatever she wants, which I don't think is a good is great, but yeah. she'll have me wrapped around her finger already. Um, I'm really, really excited and I'm really scared um, and all the things I just can't yeah. wait.
1: Uh, when I told my husband, John, whom you've met, John loves you. We both adore you. John's the best. Um, and, John's the best. And Emily, uh, uh, he's like, that is going to be a gorgeous child, a tall and gorgeous child. If, um,
0: if she takes after her mom.
1: Well, you're tall, too. You're whole, for your brothers are tall. You're tall. Oh, the, the okay. tall thing I can
0: do. And plus, like, I, we the can always looking... put hair product in and oh, give her a couple stop. of inches.
1: Stop. I mean, this I'm
0: really I'm really five foot eight but with the pomade, it gives <laughs> you some lift. Yeah. <laughs> I hope choose. she looks like Emily. I hope she looks like Emily.
1: She's, Let's just be honest. She's going gonna to be a gorgeous child inside and out because you both are really good humans. Okay. So tell me what excites you. You said I'm excited and terrified. Yeah. And I think those like aren't mutually exclusive uh, ever. Like I'm still yeah. excited about what's going on in parenthood and equally terrified. So what excites you and what terrifies you about?
0: being I, So uh, the exciting part for me, I, I really think she's going to help me slow down and just be, be more present in my life. I, mm. I, I feel like for a lot of years now, I've been on the go and I've been working and traveling and career driven, career focused. Um, I really think this is going to be something that really helps center me. I just want to devote and, and uh, all my time and my energy and focus into this little girl and, and just yeah. trying to be the best dad that I can and, and to raise a good person. Uh, to your point, I think that's what scares me the most too, because I just don't know if I, I don't know what to do. Like I know yeah. that I've, I'm reading books. I'm trying to get advice from people on, on how to do this. Um, having a baby, having a daughter um, mm-hmm. with not a lot of ex- experience, you know, with, with sisters and things like that. I'm, I'm going to trust my instinct as mu- as much as right. I can and, and, and lean on Emily. And we're, we're, I guess, you know, the beauty of this is that we're going to figure it out together and make, make mm. mistakes together and get it right together. Um, But I just want to be enough. You know, yeah, that's, really. that's the thing. I mean, I'm, and it's not like football and it's not like television where you can, you feel like you can kind of put the work in beforehand and, and uh, perform. Um, I don't have the same confidence, but I'm just really excited to to do it. Yeah. and And, to kind of just just kind of get into it. So it's sort of all the things like you said, it's a good it's a good way of putting it that they're not mutually exclusive. It kind of all yeah. runs together. And I'm just ready to get it started
1: it does. And look, we're going to put our kids in therapy for something. But here's the most important part. I, I I've seen you with kids, like you said, you have a bunch of nephews. But even with my kids, if I bring them in the studio, you're just, You care. And that's the most important thing that that child is going to feel loved. I'm going to send you a really good book that I just bought for John. It's about the importance of a bond between a father and the daughter. So like, you know, I, I, I tell John all the time, and this is not to scare you, but I'm like, you know, Caroline is going to get her confidence and her self worth and her esteem, self esteem from you. And girls Mm. get that from their fathers as early as age, too. So I'm like, don't screw her up. Okay. But conversely, boys kind of do the same thing with their moms. So, like, I'm teaching my son how to treat a lady. John's teaching, you know, Caroline how to be treated and how to treat a man and, like, and how to be a confident young woman. So I'm going to send you a book. You're going to be a great dad. You guys are going to be great parents and you care. And I'm so. I love this generation of dad. You guys are so much more hands on. Um, and huh. Jesse, you you have no idea what you're in for. You uh, are, I, I know. I mean, none, none, so, <laughs> I know.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be pre- just just be in it every single yeah. Yeah. every single day. And I'm really lucky. I I, I had a, a great example in, in both my parents and and, and how they were with, with, with me They're growing amazing. up. And yeah. So hopefully I can impart some of that on on our little girl. Yeah.
1: Well, I just think you guys are going to be wonderful parents and you're not going to be perfect. And that's not the expectation. Just love them. So, and you're going to make yeah. there's no playbook for it. So, okay. okay. Now we're going to like situate and actually get into like the meat, and I want to talk about your big break and all of that. So I asked my husband, I was like, "What do you want me to ask Jesse?" And I'm going to ask you some viewer questions at the end. But John wants to know because you're so versatile. Like people might know you from Florida as being the quarterback at Florida, or you know the an NFL quarterback with the New York Giants, or the host of The Bachelor. You've hosted like Food Network shows. Uh, um, You have done a little bit of everything. You're college a college football analyst. You've done GMA, which is where you and I met. So. Like when people come Mm -hmm. up to you, my husband was like, "He's so versatile." Is there a secret a to being versatile? And also, like, how do most people know you? They're like, "Oh, you're the guy from fill in the blank." Yeah, it sort of
0: depends on what you watch, I guess, or sort of what your passion is. Because you're right, it's it's is it football? Is it food? Is it is it Bachelor? Is it GMA? Is it Daily Mail? It's it's all those things. I forgot Daily Um, Mail. Sorry. It's okay. No, it's fine. It's it's like it's um. (laughs) I've, I just, good morning,
1: I, I, Canada. Canadians, did
0: you
1: do good? Canadian? You ever do, I sh- good
0: no, morning, Canada. No. You need to do that. I should have done good morning, <laughs> Canada. Good morning, Canada <laughs> would have been good. I never say, uh, Canadians don't say no a lot. And I think that's the same way with me. Um, but, but I think that's kind of been a big key to, to my success and sort of self-discovery is that I put my hand up for a lot of things and try things. Um, and so along the way throughout my career, I've just said yes to a lot of opportunities just to find out if it was, it would be something I liked or not. And I, I'll admit there were a lot of times where I, I would sign up to do something and go, man, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to be, or I'm going to be absolutely terrible at this. And then I ended up doing it and realizing, you know what? I actually kind of like that. I could see myself maybe doing that down the road. Yeah. So, you know, not, not shutting doors be- before the- I had a chance to open them. Um, I think was, was a big key. And I'm, I'm really lucky. I, like, I think, like, I'm someone who obviously loves football. I feel like that's definitely my wheelhouse. That's kind of my comfort zone. But I, I've, I've developed a lot of other passions outside of football that I've been lucky enough to tap into. And so, and that's, you know, I've, I've become more versatile as I've grown older and just matured. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into it. I don't want to bury the lead. But you know, I think the biggest break I ever had in my life, and it was completely out of my control, was getting drafted by the New York Giants and moving mm. to New York City.
1: It opened There's up so, so many doors. It opened up the bachelor, so the bachelor opened up everything else, Um, you know, and then it's like a domino effect. So how so you're growing up in Canada, as we like, and it's Canada. I hope that the 19 people in Canada don't get offended because I love Canada. They're going to be I, pissed. They, they're going to be they're pissed. They're going to be so mad. Yeah. They're going to be so mad. I'm sorry. They're
0: um, going to throw, throw maple syrup and poutine at <laughs> you.
1: I love poutine. Um, Poutine's so what? good. Thank we're you. Totally going off the rails. Um, so how did the how did the big break actually work yeah you went to florida you're a, court, a starting yep. quarterback with the florida gators Were you you were with spurrier right steve spurrier yeah okay yeah. so so how did everything happen and how did the big break with the with the giants happen because we know like to get in the nfl it is like you're like less than one percent you have to perform yeah. um you know throughout your college career you have to know somebody you have to do really really well at um sure you know not tryouts. Why am I totally blanking? It's the NFL Combine. The Combine. Yeah.
0: All the things.
1: Yeah. How'd the big break happen?
0: Well, I mean, first off, you know, growing up in Ottawa, Canada, uh, the odds for me getting a scholarship to play football were really, really small. Um, I worked extremely hard. Um, My dad was my coach. Uh, He supported me and my family supported me so much. And I was so lucky to have that. Um, And just through hard work, and perseverance, I got lucky enough and got a scholarship to go to Florida, which was an entirely different level for me, and it was a culture shock um, on the football field because the competition was so much better. All of a sudden, I'm playing with all these future NFL first round picks against unbelievable. Like you're playing against Peyton Manning and all these, and, and this incredible competition. Yeah. But also culturally, going from Nepean, Ontario, Canada to Gainesville, Florida, uh-huh. was. It took me like a year to come around to that. Just the way people spoke, the food I was eating, um, the religion that is football. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the thing I loved most about Gainesville was that my whole life I felt like a fish out of water in Canada because football meant so much to me. I was so passionate about it. Living in a hockey country where when I finally got to Gainesville, it felt like I found my cathedral and I was home, yeah. you know, and yeah. that that, it, that that was a thing in itself. I worked, you know, the four years in Florida were four of the most impactful years in my life. I learned so many life and valuable lessons because I really had an emotional roller coaster through those four years playing for Steve Spurrier on the Florida Gators, lots of ups and downs. The thing I'm most proud about is I never quit. And I just, I believed in myself. And again, I had an incredible support system and I worked extremely hard through the seasons Um, through the combine, through the pro days, through the senior bowl, all the things you do to finally get drafted. And I put myself in a position to do that. Um, But when you when you choose college and you're choosing where you're going to go play football, that's your choice. I was lucky and I had a lot of offers from different schools. And so, you know, you take control and ownership of that of that decision in the fork of the road and you follow it. When you get drafted, it is no longer your choice. That's Mm. up to other people. That's up to executives, general managers, head coaches, sometimes people you don't even know you've never met. I remember on draft day being on the phone with the Kansas City Chiefs twice before I was drafted. I almost got drafted by the Chiefs two times before the Giants picked me. And I don't play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game very, very often, but there are times where I wonder I wonder what would have happened in my life had I not gone to New York City yeah. and instead gone to Kansas City, what would that have meant personally? Mm. What would it have meant professionally? Yeah. Um, and obviously you will I'll never know, so I don't stew on it too long. But what I do know is the biggest break I think I ever had in my life professionally was getting drafted by the New York Giants. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the odds of that happening were, that, that it landed on that, on the 125th pick of the fourth round. I'm off to New York and my life completely changed because I was in a media market. I was given opportunities I may not have had access to in other places. And I doors opened up in yeah. front of me that have taken me now on this, on this journey to where I am today, to, uh, professionally to, like you said, meeting Emily at Rumble Boxing on 20th Street, New York, mm-hmm. to all the things. Um, and it was, it was something that happened that I could not control. Um, but looking back on it now, I am just so so happy that it that it did.
1: But you would have never been in that uncontrollable position, have you? Had you not controlled the way you got there and put in the hard work and the effort? And so, like for you, I think it's a little bit your big break's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of the hustle, hard work, and right place, right time. Just putting yourself in the right position and kind of look at the draw, you know. And a lot
0: of. I agree. I, you know, I think people are afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of not knowing what's coming up, and then so they struggle to say, you know, why am I putting in so much work if I don't know where this is taking me? I think you have to trust that the preparation and the work, when it meets opportunity, leads to success. That was the case for me in football. Just knowing, hey. I'm going to I'm going to do all the work I need to do to put myself in a position and then life's going to take me where it takes me but ultimately this is where I want to go mm-hmm. and even though I don't necessarily know where I'm going to be living or which head coach I'm going to be playing for um this is something I love doing and if I trust the process put the work in good things are going to happen
1: yeah that's that's so good so what do you tell somebody that's looking for a big break um in whatever field they're really interested in what kind of advice would you give them, Jesse? Uh,
0: kind of like what we've been talking about. I would say, obviously, hard work is is paramount. But also, you know, don't be afraid to try things that you might not be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think you have to b- embrace the unknown at times. Mm-hmm. I think saying no closes a lot of doors. Saying yes provides opportunities in relationships, professionally. Um, so, you know, being able and willing to be uncomfortable and step outside of your comfort zone, I think in life in general is a really, really healthy thing.
1: Is that why you decided to do The Bachelor 20 years ago? I mean, and here's here is a New York Giants quarterback living in New York City. I you didn't have trouble finding a date. Like, why, <laughs> why did you go on The Bachelor?
0: It's pretty much what you said. <laughs> like back even back then, I, I've always just been someone that's just excited about new experiences and embracing the uncomfortable. Uh I'm <laughs> very crazy. I'm a very spontaneous person <laughs> and I had no idea where that whole thing was going. Reality TV was new back then and obviously the show was brand new. The show didn't was still back then. This is tw- God dating dating myself 20 years ago still like trying to figure out what it was. Ago, I, know, I know. I was Trust looking at
1: pictures of you from that season. Oh. You were still using I mean you've been using pomade for decades. I mean to be honest, <laughs> it was, right?
0: <laughs> it, it was yeah, it, like it was like a three-button <laughs> suit that was way too big. <laughs> oh yeah, my I know, it I know, forever. And it, it, I know, and it's one of those things where I was just so naive. I, I didn't know how big the show was going to become, or the franchise, and what it was mm-hmm. going to lead to. And 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 this is the part that a lot of people don't believe. People think I I went to be the Bachelor, anticipating my my television career, like I was going to use that as a stepping stone. I had zero intention of ever getting into TV. I was literally a quarterback on the Giants. I was going to go be the bachelor and then go right back to being a quarterback on the Giants, which is exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a fun thing I did for three months and a very interesting and unique wild opportunity. Um, And then I just went back to being a football player. Unbeknownst to me, years and years later, I'm now having this random full circle moment where I'm hosting the show. But in the moment, I just said yes. And and just trusting that, that I I wouldn't make a total idiot of myself uh, Mm -hmm. while filming and that, that things were going to play out. But I I never, I never thought that it would lead to to everything it's led to for sure.
1: Teammates. I mean, you have to like, you have to have a sense of humor you have mm-hmm. to be able to take risks and also you don't take yourself so seriously. That's what I love exactly. about you. Like I have all the risk and that's not saying I don't have all the respect in the world for you. I do. But um, your teammates really got into it too. I mean, you know. Like, you're hosting parties, they're telling you who you should say, yeah, we who you should give the rose yeah. to. It's it's
0: like we had viewing parties, we had like Amani Tumor <laughs> and Tiki Barber, and the guys were all involved and, and you know, we just it It, it kind of became part of our locker room culture because it was the off season and something yeah. that we'd all joke about pre during post practice um and you're right, you know it, that that's a good point what you said if you're gonna be the bachelor, you probably shouldn't take yourself too too seriously. You have to definitely be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> that's just I think important in life in general. I'm a big goober and i'm I'm completely fine admitting that. And laughing at myself, so that certainly helped too, no doubt. I,
1: but I think that's why people are drawn to you, like you know, men and women, because you don't take yourself too seriously. It's very enamoring and charming. Okay, so so full circle moment. You just mentioned, um, no, you don't end up with who you gave the rose to i can't even remember her name um jessica you, um, emily sorry hi jessica um <laughs> you're with emily you guys have been married a couple of years expecting your first child and now you have this full circle moment where you're asked mm-hmm. to host the show again what was that like i mean was it awkward was it like i mean be- because the show at times had some uncomfortable moments what was it like to mm-hmm. to step back into that role
0: you know, I think a big part of me, because it had been so long since I'd been on the show, I think I just wasn't sure how similar the show was to back in 2004, or how much it had changed and grown. What I found out is the show changed a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, social media happened. Bachelor Nation grew by leaps and bounds. Bachelor yeah. Nation, the, the fans of the show, they're like a they're like an NFL fan base. It's a force, and they're opinionated, and they're active. And they're engaged because of that. It's one of the, the things I love most about being associated and hosting the show is because there's so many people at home that are just so passionate about it and into it. But I think going back to host it, obviously being in a different role was going to be unique and different. I knew I wasn't walking back into the same environment. Mm-hmm. So I just really wanted to get into it, to be authentic and try to yeah. be as organic and, and authentic and be myself and not try to be somebody else and, and just be on the team. You know, it's like a quarterback joining a new team. Like you're, you're not trying to go into the locker room on the first day and make it all about you. And you're the leader, and everyone has to listen to you. I just wanted to try to transition, and and be part of the culture, and 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 to try to help it get better. I have to say, I've, I've had. I, I thought I was going to have a lot of fun. I've had way more fun than I thought yeah. I was going to have. I've been That's loving it. That's awesome.
1: I I just love seeing you pop over, pop up everywhere. And again, that just goes to the hard work, saying yes to opportunities, not taking yourself so seriously. Do you have a different perspective now because you are happily married, you're a soon to be dad, and here, like you're trying to get two people to find the loves of their life? Do you do you see it a little bit differently now?
0: Yeah, listen. The, the me today at, at my age versus where I was on the show. I, I'm I I know, I'm still, I'm still not a grown up, <laughs> but I'm way more mature than I was when I did it twenty yeah. years ago. And just the way I think about things, and just from experiences in my life, I just feel like I'm in a much better place to hopefully help people and give them at least a little bit of advice. Yeah. And one thing I try to be really careful of too, is that just cause I did the show, well, I was on the show and I was the bachelor. doesn't mean that everybody's experience was like mine. Yeah. I think I, I want to be really careful and, and appreciative and, and, and honor everybody's own journey, you know, because all of our relationships are, are unique in their own ways, and and it's really this is about them. It's never about me, and so I, I'm yeah. really careful about that. But yeah, I feel like you know, now having been with Emily for for I think six years now, and and the fact that we're married, all these exciting things are happening, and our relationship is evolving. And there's just so much love, and having this little baby girl soon, you know, it's. This is why you do it. I get it. Mm. You know, for so many years in my life, I was so I was focused on me. I was very selfish, and I'm the first. To, I'm the first to always admit that. I, I, from since I was a kid, trying to make it to the NFL, I I was thinking about what I need to do, where I need, how hard I need to work, and where I need to get, and where I was going. Um, and that was something I wasn't willing to ever compromise. And what I've loved about meeting Emily is is putting other people first. Mm-hmm. and thinking and being and thinking about other people. And now that we're going to have this daughter, it's just a whole new layer to that. It's given me more why. It's given me a, a completely different perspective on what's important in my life because it's it's no longer it's not about me anymore. Yeah. Um it's not just about me I, and and I'm really excited about that.
1: In the best possible way. It's going to be such an exciting new chapter for you. I want to take some viewer questions. And you basically answered me Petra. Wanted to know how excited you are to be a dad. And Jesse, you've done a great job of expressing that. Um, Salma, this is a legit question. She says, what is your skincare routine, Jesse? Because you look amazing for your age. And I get those questions too. I'm like, are you saying that? Like, I'm, I'm going to be 48. But I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'll take it. So do you do you uh, really have a skincare like routine? You should, you are you, should, rubbing, you, are you should, rubbing poutine on your on your face? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> yeah,
0: Mabel p- p- yeah, <laughs> Montreal poutine, <laughs> some, some smoked meat, all that stuff helps. You should uh, you should try growing facial hair, Paula, because that helps a lot. Oh, you I'm think Lebanese. About it, like, half I'm of Lebanese. my half of my. Fa- <laughs> Trust me. I don't have any problems well, I've, with I've got a lot of One of the things that you and I used to talk about all the time, like I have a ton of Lebanese friends growing up in Canada. It's true. It's like this covers half your face. Half of my routine yes. is basically done. It's easy. Oh, oh my um, gosh. You know, I've learned, I've learned uh, over years, I'll say, I've learned moisturizing is very important. And for me, because I'm Canadian, and I'm like the pasty white Canadian guy with a lot of freckles, oh, sunscreen. Okay. If I could okay. go back and tell like young football player at the University yes. of Florida two-a-days – Wear sunscreen It
1: mm-hmm.
0: Dude, like it's just sunscreen and moisturizer. That's I mean, that's is that's something that every football player needs to like put in their program. If you drive Ferraris, I heard that helps your your skin care.
1: Okay, amazing. Maybe it just, like, lifts your, lifts your skin back.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. It's the aerodynamicity, or whatever that word is. aerodynamics.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, all I can say, as a Lebanese woman, is thank God for waxing and laser hair removal <laughs> and all of that. I shouldn't ask you this, but it's just so funny that I'm going to. Um I don't know the guy's name because it says LH underscore 218. So y'all, if I'm soliciting questions from you, give me your name so I don't have to read your weird handle. LH underscore 218 says, do you regret not going to FSU? LOL. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I knew you were going to have that reaction.
0: (laughs) I actually wanted my degrees to mean something. Oh! So the answer is no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Jesse. I love you so much. It, Florida, nice. Flo- you know, welcome. Welcome, Paula. I know I know, you guys have Ohio State. Florida mm-hmm. has Florida State. I got and you. It's, it is one of the great rivalries. Mm-hmm. So I say that tongue in cheek, sort of.
1: Sort of. No, my brother-in-law sort of. grew up in Columbus, went to Ohio State undergrad and grad school. And it's definitely put a strain on our relationship. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, yeah. it's it's true. Yeah. It's a huge, no. huge rivalry. Which by the way, you got a do, de- what's your degree in?
0: I got okay. two degrees. One. Okay.
1: Two. Fre- yeah. Fresh. So
0: one one I got <laughs> I got a degree. Yeah, I got a degree in snowshoeing. Um <laughs> and power play killing. Okay. Um, I marketing with a minor in education, okay. uh, political science with a certificate of international relations. If I football did not work out, I was I wanted to be an ambassador to Canada. I'm not joking. I was gonna to try to go live like abroad, and because if you think about it, what's easier than being the ambassador to Canada? That's true. We're never getting mixed up in it. It's like <laughs> the most on the fence job ever. You're, you're you, so but, like, neutral. It's so neutral. you just like, could you imagine like living in Paris or living in Rome, it just and just being like, well, I don't know, like what's what's your what the policy on the environment? Yeah.
1: Great, great, sure. amazing! Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, listen, you're, I'll take it back to Prime Minister Trudeau, and he can just, you know, I'll let you know what, he's, what, what he thinks.
1: Your master. You guys at have poutine in Rome? <laughs>
0: just, yeah, that's amazing. I, 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 I totally had it sorted. If football didn't work <laughs> out, just well, say it.
1: I'm glad it did work out, but I can see some sort of political future ahead well, no. for you. Maybe one day, uh, or just maybe <laughs> just the ambassador. I, okay. I could be an ambassador, yeah. I could okay. be an ambassador, Jesse. You are such a delight. I'm so glad that um, we were able to make this work. Even though yeah. I, I, y'all, I had some technical issues on on the front side of this, and this is like Jesse's just so nice. He, you were awesome just to bear with me. So that's how nice. You oh, you kidding? Because it all comes back to Canadians being the nicest people on the planet. I really believe that.
0: Thank we, you, Jesse. you know, it's it's that 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 is our gift to the world. It is niceness. Yes. And uh, Michigan's gift to the world is an acumen for not being able to set up technology.
1: Uh, uh, you know what? Hey, just just relax. We, we've given so much, to <laughs> so much to the world.
0: Jim, yes, Jim, see, Jim Harbaugh,
1: Jim Harbaugh. Do we do? We need to say more? It all goes
0: back. It all goes back to Jim Harbaugh. It That's your full circle.
1: It all comes back to James Harbaugh. It really does. Jesse, we're so excited for you and Emily to hold your baby. Thank your you. little girl in your arms. You're going to be a great dad. And just oh, thanks, thanks for coming on the show and talking about it. Really appreciate it.
0: I'm really excited. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great seeing you again.
1: You too. I've just got one thing to say to conclude that conversation. Go Blue. I can't help but you guys. So many great things to take away from that conversation. And sorry that I totally nerded out about college football. Uh, you guys know that I get a little obsessive during Michigan football season. So um, thank you for your grace. But, Jesse, thank you for coming on the show. You're going to be such a great dad. And, hey, thank you to all of you watching and listening for rating, for reviewing, for sharing this with your friends and family, for subscribing to the show. Again, we are building this. From the ground up, it's a brand new show. So anything you could do to just spread the word, I would be so appreciative and I'm so grateful for the momentum you guys have already given this show. A reminder, if you have a guest, if you have someone that you want me to talk with and so we can talk about it, tell me who it is. Okay, I can't wait to tell you about a guest that's coming up in a couple of weeks and it all happened because uh, someone reached out over Instagram and said, hey, Paula, can you reach out to this person? And we made it happen. Next week, I cannot wait for you to hear from my guest. She has created the life that she wants and she's gonna help show all of us how we can do the same. I am talking to the mother of two And a wonderful entrepreneur, marketing genius, small town girl, the one and only Jenna Kutcher. She and I are going to talk about it next week. Thanks for joining everybody. Oh, one more thing. Is this still on? Yeah, it is. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscription button or wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss a beat. And invite your friends. Let's spread the word and let's talk about it.